0: Hello, and welcome to Notes in the Week Ahead, a JP Morgan Asset Management podcast that provides insights on the markets and the economy to help you stay informed in the week ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at JP Morgan Asset Management. Today is October 9th, 2023. Investors in the week ahead will likely be most focused on the aftermath of the terrible attacks in Israel over the weekend. The consequences of this violence are, of course, first and foremost a human tragedy for all the families affected, and they are in our prayers at this time. However, an initial rise in the dollar and oil prices in response to these attacks serves as a reminder of the potential for conflict in the Middle East to impact the global economy, and investors will need to keep a close eye both on the evolution of the conflict and its economic implications. The situation in Israel only adds to the complexity of a very confusing backdrop for markets. Throughout this year, the U.S. economy has been navigating a narrow channel between sticky inflation on one side and a slide into recession on the other, even as Federal Reserve policy has grown into an ever stronger headwind to growth. Meanwhile, over the last few weeks, a storm of data and events have made it very difficult to assess both where the economy is and where it is headed. Even before the attack on Israel, investors were assessing the impacts of the ongoing UAW strike, the resumption of student loan payments, a narrowly averted government shutdown, followed by the ouster of the Speaker of the House revisions to national income and product account data going back 10 years, a surge in long-term interest rates to their highest level since 2007, a sell-off in the stock market that's eroded a good chunk of this year's gains, and finally on Friday, an employment report showing double the expected gain in non-farm payrolls. Given all of this, this seems like a very appropriate time to reassess where the economy is in terms of growth, jobs, profits, inflation, interest rates, risks and opportunities. On economic growth, recent data continue to point to very strong gains in the third quarter, with real GDP growth potentially topping 4% annualized. Most notably, real consumer spending, which accounts for more than two thirds of GDP, appears to have grown by 4% annualized. This gain should be supplemented by strong gains in net exports and government spending, while investment spending for now appears remarkably resilient in the face of higher interest rates. All of this being said, consumers will face greater pressures in the fourth quarter and in 2024. The resumption of student loan payments will act as a drag on spending for younger households, while higher mortgage rates and auto loan rates should help suppress home and vehicle sales. The UAW strike, if extended and expanded, could represent a major hit to output, while fiscal policy is likely to grow tighter as a result of any eventual deal on the fiscal 2024 budget. Meanwhile, the recent backup in long-term interest rates, combined with the earlier effects of Fed tightening on short-term interest rates, will also continue to tighten bank lending standards and impact business activity, with many less profitable firms being forced to retrench. In addition, global PMI data for September showed very mediocre overseas growth, which, combined with a still high dollar, should limit any further improvement in net exports. In sum, after a strong third quarter, we expect economic growth to slip to a roughly 2% pace in the fourth quarter and in 2024. Of course, it should be noted that this pace of economic growth is actually above the long-term Federal Reserve expectation of 1.8%, and would likely, if realized, prevent any further meaningful increase in the unemployment rate. The 336,000 gains seen in non-farm payrolls in September was well above market expectations, and we expect to see smaller gains going forward. That being said, excess demand in the labour market continues to generate stronger job growth than would be suggested by economic growth alone. Last week's job openings report for the end of August provided fresh evidence of this, with the number of vacancies rising by almost 700,000 to 9.6 million, still far above the pre-pandemic peak of 7.6 million set in November of 2018. Investors will be watching unemployment claims data due out on Thursday for further evidence of a tight labour market. However, even more remarkable than the number of job openings today is the willingness of workers to settle for moderate wage gains. Average hourly earnings rose by just two-tenths of a percent for the second consecutive month in September and are now up just 4.2% year-over-year. Year-over-year wage growth has steadily decelerated since peaking in March 2022 at 5.9%, despite the unemployment rate being below 4% since December 2021 and a widespread perceived need for workers to get some additional compensation to offset the last two years of strong CPI inflation. That being said, at 4.2% per year, wage growth is still a challenge to companies, since we estimate that real GDP per worker, a simple measure of productivity, rose by just 1% in the year ended in the third quarter. This should continue to put some pressure on profits, with pro forma s S&P 500 earnings per share and adjusted after tax profits from the National Income Product Accounts likely to show close to unchanged year-over-year readings in the third quarter. In many ways, however, this should be taken as a win by investors, as firms have been battling decelerating revenue growth, higher compensation costs, and higher interest rates all year. The ability of companies to maintain profit margins in this environment bodes well for earnings gains when interest rate and wage pressures ease. Investors will get a better view of this this week. As 12 S& P 500 companies are set to report at the start of the third quarter earnings season. And then there's the issue of inflation. On Thursday, the Bureau of Labor Statistics will release its estimates for consumer prices for September. We expect a benign report with headline inflation rising just three-tenths of percent and 3.6 percent year-over-year, compared to 3.7 percent year-over-year in August, and core CPI climbing two-tenths of percent and four percent year-over-year compared to 4.4 percent year-over-year in August. Moreover, wholesale gasoline prices have fallen quite sharply in recent weeks due to falling crude prices and narrow refiner margins. While fallout from the attack on Israel could reverse this trend, if it doesn't, then energy prices should subtract from inflation in the months ahead. It is still the case that despite resilient economic growth, both, both headline CPI and consumption deflation inflation appear to be headed to 2% year-over-year year or lower by the fourth quarter 2024. Given all of this, and the restrictive effect of the rise in long-term interest rates since the start of the summer. We expect that the Fed will put off any decision on a final rate hike at their meeting on November 1st. It's still possible they will raise rates at their last meeting of the year on December 13th. However, if they do so, that will very likely be it. While the economy has proven resilient so far, the risk of over-tightening in an environment of so much uncertainty exceeds the danger of not tightening enough. For investors, despite all these uncertainties, recent data suggests the economy is not only looking stronger for longer, but also that it's achieving this momentum without the inflationary penalty that many, including members of the Federal Reserve, thought was inevitable. However, risks abound from domestic politics, geopolitics, industrial action, and the risk of a policy mistake. This being the case, it still makes sense to look for opportunities in long-term investments in equities, fixed income, and alternatives, but to do so with a keen eye to valuations and a dissimilar approach to diversification, in a very complex financial environment. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your JP Morgan representative. This content is intended for information only based on assumptions and current market conditions and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks. Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate, including loss of capital. Past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results. Forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide.